Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have a talk this morning about the Nathan Cleary injury last night. Now at the time of my recording, uh, nothing has been confirmed as far as how long Nath will miss, uh, but my mail, and I think it's pretty evident just by the eye test, is that it looks like Nath Cleary will probably miss Origin Game 2 uh, up there at Suncorp, which is obviously, I mean, it's a decider for us essentially, a must-win game for us. This is winner takes all for Queensland, if they get the job done up there at Suncorp. It is done and dusted for the 2023 Origin Series, which is extremely uh, disappointing, but it isn't over just yet, obviously. Uh, There is still two more games to come. The first one in Suncorp, which is a must-win for us. Uh, Losing is not an option up there. We have to get the job done. Uh, Life was made difficult. It looks like Cam Murray will probably miss. I'm hearing that he won't feature in that one. I'm hopeful that he will, but apparently there was a text sent to some of the Blues boys this morning from Cam Murray uh, that wasn't overly positive, but we'll wait for actual confirmation on that. That's just a rumor that is going around. So life got harder when we did lose Cam Murray. Far from ideal, but last night uh, it turned into a bit of a train wreck to be completely honest with you. Nathan Cleary obviously uh, doing his hammy uh, and didn't look great. It looked pretty bad from the start. I think you could see on Nath's face that he knew uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, And it obviously means that he will not play a game before Origin 2. So I I just, I don't think they'll be able to take the risk going up there to Suncorp. I I really do think Nath is at really, really long odds, which I'm sure most of you uh, would have to agree with. So losing Nath Cleary, our halfback is a big loss loss, especially when you consider the way that we that Freddie has selected that side. Uh, obviously, Appy, Isaiah, Yo, Jerome, the way, all these guys, they are sort of centered around the halfback. And that was my, that was the thing that upset me the most from game one, that I felt like Nate didn't grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, and look, I still think that when the penny drops for Nath, he will dominate the Origin Arena for a long time. I think people took the other day on Bloke in a Bar when I got very passionate about it, about me you know, not believing in Nath. I do. I genuinely do think that he can still turn this around. But what he did on last Wednesday night, it simply wasn't good enough from an Origin halfback who has played 14 games. And I've got to call it 
as I see it. Um, and it's not about being right. No, no, like I, I would fucking no, nothing would make me happy to have been completely wrong and see Nath come out in game two and three and absolutely brain it. I, I don't want to be right. I want to win the Origin series. That's all I fucking want. Uh, and to see Nath go down last night, uh, yeah, it, it upset me and it made me think, okay, who's next? Now, uh, we have got many options, yeah? I'm not sure what the right one is. I think there is pros and cons for everyone. I think there are three big names that stand out straight away. The first one is, of course, Nico Hines, who uh, has been in the squad the entire time, obviously came on late in that game. Missed a crucial tackle. Uh, there's no hiding away from that, uh, but was obviously playing at center. I don't really want to... Like, it's state of origin. You get put in different positions. You just got to fucking make it work. I see Queenslanders do it week in, week out. Uh, but that's got nothing to do with the reason why I wouldn't select Nico Hines. I think Nico would be a great choice. I think, obviously, Nico played the Broncos on the weekend. Uh got beat there against Adam Reynolds and his Brisbane Broncos who were, you know, had five guys backing up from origin. Uh, four guys that were missing Selwyn Cobo, obviously. Uh, uh, pretty much the Sharkies close to full strength there. I think Toby Rudolph, the only guy missing, outside, and, and Cam McInnes, to be fair. But, I mean, coming off origin at home, uh, that was a game that the Sharkies should have won there for sure. So uh, that sort of worried me on the weekend. I will say this uh, in Nico's – to Nico's credit, uh, I just think it's fucking incredible how he plays his rugby league. He just pops up everywhere across the field. I thought the other night just watching him, he's like an energizer bunny. It's like there's two of him on the field. Uh, the amount of – the amount of field – that Nico covers is... I, I don't, I'm not sure if I've ever seen another halfback do it, eh? He is just fucking incredible. The, the the amount of distance that he covers and how he just appears on both sides of the ruck. He's just everywhere. He must be so fit, Nico Hines. It's incredible. And look, Nico Hines, he won the Dalian medal last year, which is fantastic. He won it by a record margin as well. Um, obviously, the Dalian system has changed now, so I do reckon that'll tumble pretty quickly. Uh, but, I mean, that's a record that's been held for, you know, that's been going for 40-odd years, and Nico broke it last year, his first year at halfback. So, Nico's an incredible team. Talent. There is no doubting that whatsoever. Uh, he's been in the squad for the last, you know, two weeks or whatever it's been leading into game one. He was also in the squad last year, to be fair, Nico Hines. So he's had plenty of experience, yeah, um, as far as being around the camp. Actual playing origin, he played 10 minutes, um, which was part of a huge New South Wales Blues bed shit, realistically, let's call it what it is, uh, against 12 players. So... And look, I don't hold that against Nico. That's not Nico's fault. Um, he was picked in a team that he didn't really have a position in. He was put on the field out of position when Freddie could have made other choices that would have been better and would have made more sense in putting Nico out there. So I don't hold that against Nico. But the reality is, this isn't game one. This is game two. We're going to Suncorp in a must-win game, and we're putting Nico out there to play halfback in his first game um, as a halfback at that level, uh, you know, it's not fair to call it his debut because he did debut in the last game, but realistically, it's his run-on halfback debut, uh, which I think going up to Suncorp is a massive, massive test. I mean, he took on the Broncos last week at home and got beat. Uh, I'm, I'm just not sure if I have enough confidence in Nico at this point to throw him into the cauldron of Suncorp Stadium in a must-win game with a hooker he's never played with, a 5'8 he's never played with, a fullback he's never played with. I just think there's a lot of question marks, and there is also not a single player in that side that he has played with at the Sharks. So I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it felt like in game one, they were almost struggling to get the Penrith combinations right. I, I don't know how we're going to go if we chuck in uh, a Nico Hines. I will say this. My biggest criticism of Nathan Cleary was that um, he wasn't ball-dominant enough in Game 1. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing I don't worry about with Nico. I know he's going to be ball-dominant. I just I don't think he knows how to go into his shell. I think he will be everywhere. He will be attacking the game all night. As I said, the most impressive thing about Nico is that he just doesn't stop. 
And I don't think that Nico could put that in reverse or change that at all. So that would be the positive of Nico. But for me, and I am going to be a little bit negative here, uh, I love Nico Hines. I think he's a tremendous football. I think he's got a huge career in front of him. Uh, he's obviously won one Dallium. I wouldn't be shocked if he's got more up his sleeve in the future. But the reality is with Nico that he went to the finals last year. He led that Sharky team to a top four finish. They went out in straight sets. Um, they were 0-2 in the finals. Um, you know, when he's owning a team on the biggest stages, he hasn't been able to get the job done realistically. Uh, once again, I don't hold game one against him, but he did come on in that game and didn't really hold his own. Playing out of position, I understand that, but uh, that, that's what Origin Football is about. It's about doing things that you usually can't do or that you usually wouldn't do. Um, and I think it would be hard to say that Nico passed his first test realistically. Out of position, I get it, but going up against 12... Um, yeah, I, I just I have my question marks over Nico and how he's going to go when we throw him into that cauldron. And look, he's he's won a grand final. You got to remember, Craig Bellamy didn't put him on in that game. He was never the main guy in that team. And I just think going to Suncorp in a must-win game with all that pressure, I just think it is such a big task. You've also got Jerome Law, who's who's got a decent kicking game, but he's not like a dominant guy. You've got a hooker that doesn't really kick. You've got a fullback that doesn't really kick. So Nico's going to have to take on a lot straight away. And I just. I question if he's shown enough on the biggest stages to be able to trust him in those moments. It's not the direction I'd be going in. Um, another option is Mitch Moses, who a lot of people have thrown up. He's played for the Blues previously. I think he played in the Dead Rubber a couple of years ago. I actually thought he played really well. I think Mitch Moses is a guy that people like to give shit to for the sake of giving shit to Mitch Moses. I think he's a very good player. Once again, do I trust him on the big stages? Has he stood up and delivered in those moments? Did really well in the finals last year. Uh, but come grand final day, you know, didn't really fire a shot realistically on that big stage. And I just, I don't know once again how I feel about throwing Mitch Moses into a side, how do I word this? I don't know how I feel about throwing Mitch Moses into a side with a lot of guys he hasn't played with, similar to Nico, and, you know, he hasn't been able to dominate a final series. He did well last year, uh, but I, you know, I just, I, I don't think he did enough for me to feel confident putting Mitch Moses in there. Um, is he probably, like, I, I think his game is incredibly well-rounded. I think he's a very talented footballer. I think that he used to be a highlights guy. I don't think he is anymore. I think, as I said, I think he's a very well-rounded footballer with a great kicking game, defends very well, fantastic in that avenue. But I just question in a big game that's going to come down to experience, is he the guy we want? I look over the other side of the park at the Queensland Maroons, and I've got DCE who, you know, if, if you ask someone to order halfbacks in order, Nico Hines, Moses, DCE, I guarantee you most people would put DCE in third place. But who's been the guy that's done the best in the origin arena? Who's been the guy that's won comps? Who's been the guy that's got Clive Church? You know what I mean? Like, like DCE, he's one of those guys that he can own the moment. He can control the moment. He's a genuine halfback who understands the game inside out. I'm just, and I, I know I know Mitch Moses has that ability in him, but if we're honest, we haven't seen it on the biggest stages yet, and I'm just, I'm not convinced that sending Mitch Moses or Nico Hines to Suncorp is going to be the answer that we want, despite them ticking all the boxes you're looking for. The only thing they don't have is that big game experience and those big game victories, and I just, I don't feel confident enough sending them up there with a new spine they haven't played with in a must-win game where your back's against the wall at Suncorp. The guy I do really like is Adam Reynolds. As I said, losing this game isn't an option. This is a must-win game for us. We do not have any other option other than go to Suncorp, knock the door down, find a way to win. And I look at our team. Like I like if Tommy Turbo is available, if Latrell Mitchell is available, James Tedesco, Brian Toto. I mean, we, we've got the cattle. We've got the superstars to be able to win this game of football. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. But we also have the cattle to win in game one. 
We were missing Latrell Mitchell. Stephen Crichton had a fucking blinder. He made a few errors, I understand that, but he had a fantastic game in attack, and, and defensively he was pretty damn good as well. Came up with a couple of big plays. So as much as we were missing a superstar in Latrell, it's not like Stephen Crichton came in and didn't do his job. He killed it. He was very, very good. Could Latrell have been better? Quite possibly. But Critter wasn't the problem. Critter was so far from the problem, it was not even funny. For me, and I spoke about it all week, the problem was that we didn't have a gelling between the fullback and the halfback, and the halfback didn't take control of that side. When I look at Adam Reynolds, uh, there's no New South Wales halfback, and there might there is better halfbacks than Adam Reynolds, but there's no New South Wales halfback I trust more to take a game, game plan and execute it, to take control of a footy side. When Adam Reynolds is on the field, you never question whose football team it is. There might be superstars on the field like Latrell, like Cody, like Reese Walsh, all these guys. Give us a fuck. It's Adam Reynolds' team. He makes the calls. He owns the game. He has been doing that for 10 years now. And as I said, there might be better player than Adam Reynolds. There might be better halfbacks. But in the big moments, similar to DCE, there is one guy out of all these options that I trust to own that moment, and it's Adam Adam Reynolds. He's a guy that's been to numerous finals games. He's a guy that's won the grand final. He's been in the Origin Arena before, and I know it didn't work out perfectly, and I get that. But for me, watching Adam Reynolds since he's arrived at the Brisbane Broncos, I think it is by far and away the most complete football he has ever played. I made a post about it the other day saying that if Nathan Cleary was suddenly not available and I had two days to pick my halfback, I would go with Adam Reynolds over Nico Hines, and I stand by that. At the moment, I think I've got about 10 days to pick my halfback, and I'm picking Adam Reynolds. He is the guy I would go for. You know what else I love about Adam Reynolds? I think for New South Wales, going up to Suncorp, we have such a poor record up there, it's not even fucking funny. The last time I remember us winning an important game up there... It was, was probably Joey 05. Um, I'm sure, sure there's been one or two in between that. I don't remember them, to be completely fucking honest with you. Or I can't pinpoint when it was. But I, I look at that and I go, fuck it. There's no doubt whatsoever that Suncorp's an intimidating place, mate. I was up there for Magic Round a couple of weeks ago just thinking, fuck, imagine if this was Origin. Walking down Caxton, being in that stadium, just going, my God, this would be so overwhelming. They're so on top of you. They're so passionate. Queensland, they just grow an extra leg there. I, I think Suncorp is a very intimidating place. You know, New South South Wales, we wouldn't like to admit that. I'm sure most of the players would go, no, nah, fuck that. It doesn't matter to us. I'm calling bullshit on that. I think it does matter. I think it definitely does. And I'll tell you what, if one guy is not going to be intimidated by Suncorp Stadium in a big game, I'll give you the hot tip. It'll be the Brisbane Broncos halfback, Adam Reynolds. you got to remember when Adam Reynolds walked into Suncorp, it was a shit fight. It was an absolute shit fight. The Brisbane Broncos were in all sorts. And he's turned them... I don't know, like you might not want to call them a premiership threat, but they're without a doubt a top eight team. I think it'd be pretty fair to call them a top four team realistically. And I think Adam Reynolds is, you know, he, he's been the main reason for that. Guys have really come on around him, Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, Rishi Walsh, these sort of guys, no doubt about it. But I think you'll find a lot of that comes down to Adam Reynolds. And a lot of what has turned around in, Bron- in, in the Broncos over the last few years for me has come from Adam Reynolds' kicking game. It is simply second to none. And to be honest with you, in game one, I thought Nathan Cleary's kicking game was fantastic. I don't remember a kick that I wasn't happy with. He's got a few tries off his kicks and whatnot. He forced, uh, I think, two line dropouts throughout that game. I thought Nathan Cleary's kicking game was completely fine. But when you get to Suncorp there, you know it's going to be a tight affair. You know both teams are going to be up. I'm looking around the field and I'm going, okay, Nico Hines, good kicking game. Is it at the level of Adam Reynolds? Not a hope in hell. Mitch Moses, got a fantastic kicking game. Can actually compete with Adam Reynolds on his day. Am I confident that I'm going to get the very best out of Mitch Moses on the biggest stages under pressure? Not really. Am I confident with Adam Reynolds? You bet your fucking dick I am. He's been doing this for a very, very long time. I posted this on Instagram last night. A lot of arguments. He's always injured. He's made of toothpicks, made of glass. 
Can I, I'll, I'll take you through his numbers right now. I'm, I'm going to get his numbers up for how many games he has played over the last couple of years because it's one of the most bullshit and ridiculous arguments I have ever heard that Adam Reynolds is injury prone. It's something that has caught on. And, you know, I, I, I have this conversation all the time with people and then I have to sit down and go, hey, can you actually get up the numbers and show me, you know, where is injury prone? I'm going to take you through his numbers over the last few years. And I'll do it really quickly because I've mentioned this before, but some people still can't get it through their heads, which is unbelievable. So if you go back to 2016, that year he played 16 games, yeah, which, I mean, still isn't bad. But after that, 2017, he played 21 games. 2018, he played 24 games. 2019, he played 25 games. 2020, he played 23 games. Remember, that was only a 20-round season. 2021, he played 25 games. 2022, he played 20 games. 2023, he's played 13 games, and we've got 13 rounds to go. I mean, call him injury-prone all you want. It's been like eight years in a row where he's played 20-plus games of first grade. I don't know how you can make that argument. In fact, there has only been two seasons throughout his entire career where he's played less than 20 games, and his lowest has been 16. Out of a 24-week comp, that's still two-thirds. Yes, he carries injuries. Yes, he's always a back or an ankle or something wrong with Adam, but he always plays through it, and it never holds him back. I don't understand this argument. I, I just, I, I don't fucking get it. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. You look through the career of Adam Reynolds, 264 first grade games. He's kicked 25 field goals, <laughs> 25 field goals. You know what that says to me? He's a clutch guy. He's a guy that you can rely on in the big moments. He has only had one season trade in entire career, which was 2022, where he didn't kick a field goal during that season. He's a clutch guy, and he has been for a very, very long time. Won a comp in 2014. I think it was the Rookie of the Year in 2012. I mean, he, he, he has just done it all in our game, Adam Reynolds. And I, and I think that, you know, the first 10, 12 years of his career, 10 years, whatever it was, was incredibly impressive. Always had his team getting to a prelim final and competing up there. But ever since he's moved to the Broncos, I think he's gone to a new level once again. I, I genuinely do think, and I've said it a few times, I think he's playing his most complete football that Adam Reynolds has ever played. And if I have to rely on a guy to execute a game plan to get us to, to where we need to be in order to be able to use our strike weapons in Tommy Trojevich, Latrell Mitchell, Brian Toto, these sort of guys, it's got to be Adam Reynolds. It has to be Adam Reynolds. I, I, I mean, how much more does he have to do? He's the Brisbane Broncos halfback, for fuck's sake. He knows Suncorp inside out by now. He probably knows it better than DCE by now. I think Adam Reynolds has to be the choice. I know Freddie will be tempted to look to the future and pick Nico Hines. His time will come. His time will come, and he will do very well in the origin arena. I have no doubt about it. But for me right now, we're not planning for the future. We're planning for 2023. We're planning an ambush at Suncorp Stadium. Adam Reynolds recently owned home ground and backyard now. Adam Reynolds needs to be the guy. Experience matters. I repeat this every single year and every single year, something new, shiny and bright comes along and we want to go with that. Go with what is tried and tested. This is a decider. The hardest place to win in rugby league, especially for New South Welshmen. You pick the guy with the runs on the board. You pick the guy who you know will get the job done. Not the guy that might because he has the upside. You pick the guy that will get the job done. The Queensland have shown over the last years what you need to have at halfback, and Cleary is so much more talented than DCE. It's not even funny, but it's between the ears where DCE wins the game every single week. It's with his kicking game that he wins every single week over Nathan Cleary in this origin arena. Nath's time will come, and I guarantee you he will have a better origin career than what DCE does by the time it's all said and done. I'm very confident in saying that. But the penny's got to drop. When it does, it's going to be terrifying. 
But Adam Reynolds, I just I feel so confident in saying I know he's going to go in there and get the job done. If we if we do not win game two and Adam Reynolds is our halfback, I'm going to go to sleep that night just knowing we weren't good enough. We simply weren't good enough. It wasn't because we lacked direction. It wasn't because we didn't fit to our game plan. We weren't good enough and they were too good. Adam Reynolds would be my halfback 100% in this game. I can understand the other options. I get the Nico Hines appeal. He's already been in the squad. I understand it. But this is a big game. You need a big game player. Nico Hines, when he owns the team, he's 0-2 in finals. His origin debut wasn't overly impressive. Out of position. I get it. I understand all that. But that's fucking origin. Adam Reynolds. His football over the last two years has been simply incredible. He has been amazing. I would argue he's one of the form players over the last two years. When you need someone to stand up at the back end of the game, he's the guy that wants the ball. He's kicked 25 field goals in his career. There's a really good chance that Origin 2 comes down to a field goal. And if I'm relying on one of those guys to kick a field goal, I want Adam Reynolds every day of the week. He would be my halfback for this game. I think we need to lean into his experience. I think we need to lean into the fact he's the Brisbane Broncos halfback. He understands Suncorp and will not be intimidated by it at all. And he's and he's the perfect character to bring into Origin Camp. He's not going to walk in nervous. He's, he's, he's going to be flowing. He's going to be enjoying himself. And then, well, it leads to the next question. If you're picking Adam Reynolds at halfback, who's your 5'8"? Do you keep Jerome Luai from the Penrith Panthers? I thought he was pretty good in game one, despite a lot of people, well, despite people on Telegraph or Fox, whatever it was, giving him a 4.5 out of 10, which was absolute bullshit. You'd made up your mind before a ball was kicked there. He had a very good game, Jerome Luai. Defensively got caught out 100%. But with the ball in hand, he was fantastic, Jerome Luai. Do you stick with him? Do you play Nico Hines at 5'8"? Or do you go all in? Do you pick Cody Walker? I'll tell you what's very appealing to me. Adam Reynolds at halfback, Cody Walker at 5'8", Latrell Mitchell at left center. You could stack that left edge of South Sydney out there. Cody and Latrell, go go all chips in. They've played a grand final up at Suncorp. They lost, to be fair, but they didn't take a backward step. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine how confident Latrell Mitchell's going to be knowing that he's going to that game with Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker, which is what we need, a confident Latrell. There's plenty to think about here, plenty of water to go under the bridge, and I feel really sorry for Jerome Luai because I don't think he deserves to get dropped after his game one performance. But if I'm bringing Adam Reynolds in, I'll tell you what, fuck Cody Walker becomes appealing all of a sudden. He becomes so appealing all of a sudden, it's not even funny, which then begs the next question. Does Damien Cook become appealing? Does Cam Murray, if he's available, does he become appealing at 13? A lot of questions, and I, I don't have the answers right now, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing right now. If I had to pick my halfback to play this game, if Nathan Cleary is definitely out, it's Adam Reynolds for me. There's other guys too, guys. I just wrote down a list of the other guys you could consider, which I don't think you would, but Chad Townsend for the North Queensland Cowboys, obviously a New South Welshman. Um, hasn't been his greatest season, but he's similar to Adam Reynolds. I think he'd be able to handle the big stage, but I couldn't I couldn't even really consider Chad over these other three guys. Luke Keery's a guy that's been there and done it before. Once again, form hasn't been good enough. Played really well for the Chooks on the weekend, but I couldn't consider him. Jackson Hastings is another one. I think that he's you know the, the sort of character that you need just to get you to the right spots and put you in the right areas, but I, w- I wouldn't be going with Jacko over those three big choices. Matty Burton's playing halfback at the moment, but I don't think he's a halfback. I think he's a 5'8". I think he's just filling a role that Canterbury need at the moment. 
Another one is Jerome Luai. Um, I mean, took Samoa all the way to a World Cup grand final playing halfback. It's not something I would consider, but I think his name needs to be thrown in there after he was the best half on the field for us last week in game one. But look, for me, it has to come down to Adam Reynolds, Nico Hines, or Mitch Moses. Uh, for me, I just don't trust Mitch Moses on those big stages that he's going to deliver. Nico Hines, I trust him more than Mitch Moses, Dalian medalist, but the reality is uh, his last two finals games, he's gone 0 for 2. Um, and yeah, obviously came on in game one, out of position. I get it. Wasn't fantastic, though. I look at Adam Reynolds. He's got all the experience in the world. He understands Suncorp Stadium. He's not going to be intimidated by it. And he just brings that experience that we need, and he understands how to execute a game plan, which I think was our biggest problem in game one. We've got the cattle. We've got the strike to win this game. We just have to pick the right guy in the halfback jersey to get the job done. And I and I would I am 100% backing in Nath to get it done if he is available. I love Nath, and I'm always going to back him in. Despite me criticizing him the other day, I criticize him because I believe in him so much. And I believe that he genuinely could be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. But he has to own this arena. And I'm not going to sit around and give him all the time in the world. He's up to Origin 15. He has to stand and deliver. He has to at least take control of this side. If Queensland's a better footy side, sure. But I thought that we lacked structure the other night. I know that if I pick Adam Reynolds to play in Suncorp Stadium in a decider, he's going to execute a game plan. He's going to get us to the spots we need to be. And he's going to kick perfectly in that game. I am so confident of it. It's not even funny. Interesting to see what Brad Fittler does. We'll wait to get the diagnosis on Nathan Cleary to genuinely see where he is at. But, guys, if I'm picking my replacement for Nathan Cleary right now, for me, without a doubt, I'm going for the Brisbane Broncos halfback, Adam Reynolds. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.